Welcome to episode 76 of Jeff Reads His Book. I am your host, Jeff, and today we are reading chapter 29 of Homecoming, a book I wrote in a month. And if you want to contact the show, head on over to jeffreadshisbook.com. Right there, there's three ways to contact me. Email, Twitter, some other dorky thing, that's all. Uh, Yeah, and while you're there... Why not consider sending Jeff Bezos some money so you can buy this book? That's right. You can, well, not this book, I guess, huh? You can buy one of the prequels to it. Ooh, exciting. But don't worry, they're just as bad as the one we're reading today. How's everybody doing out there? Um, it's Sunday again, and uh, I am sipping a little bourbon, getting ready to read uh, chapter 29 here. Um, one thing I will say, uh, speaking of Jeff Bezos, is I got this uh, this hilarious email. It's like a cold call from Amazon, right? Um, but it was from Amazon and Audible. Amazon podcast service and Audible. I don't know what the fuck it was. So they said in the email it was confidential, which, I mean, I don't know how you can enforce that since I don't do business with them, so whatever. (laughs) But they wanted me to join their platform, you know, so that I'd be available on Audible Podcasts, because that's going to be a thing according to this this confidential email. No surprise there, but... um, I was going to add it because I'm pretty much a podcast whore. I'll just put it wherever. But I think the nicest uh, feature was when you went through the, uh, you know, I entered the podcast details. And then they make you agree to a license, which what the, for them to access my podcast, I have to agree to a license. What the fuck is that? (laughs) I don't think I did that with Apple, although I might have. I don't know. I'm not sure. I guess maybe Apple probably would just ask you, you know, don't talk about like uh, anything illegal, like how to perform kidnappings. (laughs) But anyway, Amazon had a clause that said, I can't have any ads or messages in my podcast that disparage Amazon. (laughs) I was like, ooh, I guess we're not doing this. (laughs) What a bunch of dummies. (laughs) Amazon is the worst. Ugh. This isn't helping my getting on their platform. I could just lie and say, yeah, I agree to it and, you know, not tell the truth. Doesn't matter. It's stupid as hell. I was going to be a, one of the launch podcasts, which um, apparently so is every other podcaster. <laughs> well, and I really don't understand it because I can just yap into my Alexa and it gets this podcast, which is neat. So I, I don't know. Yeah, I do hate Amazon and then I have an Alexa, but... Let me explain why I have an Alexa. One, it was a gift. Two, all I do is use it now as like a a timer when I'm cooking because I put it in the kitchen now. And it is also a Bluetooth speaker so I can play my podcasts off of my iPhone, (laughs) which is actually kind of annoying because what on the Alexa, you know, I pair it with my stupid iPhone and then uh, you can pause the podcast on it by saying Alexa pause or whatever. Hope didn't hear that. I hope not. And uh, then to restart it, I have to use the fucking phone. I, it's so stupid. I, uh, maybe I'm doing something wrong because when I hit like say Alexa play and it's like, what do you want me to play? Alexa play off of my iPhone. 
I don't know what that is. Alexa, play off my... How's everybody enjoying this? If you're listening to it out loud, by the way. <laughs> Whatever. I don't think anybody's listening to it, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. That was a pretty funny email, though. Uh, I found some more online just hatred of the email. Like, what the fuck is this nonsense that you're sending me, Amazon? They're so stupid. Oh, well. I don't know. I, hopefully this goes as well as the Amazon Fire Phone. Anybody remember that doozy of a flop? I think the guesstimates were that they sold 50,000. 50,000 of those phones. That's great. <laughs> mm. Well, why don't we talk about what we're reading today instead of just bad-mouthing that poor, poor trillionaire Jeff Bezos. Here we go. Um, so, today we are reading chapter... Ooh, that was some loud, like, wicked close thunder or something. Here, we're going to pause, and I'm going to go see what's happening. Well, that was really scary. That was some loud thunder. So, they're probably, it's probably God furious at this podcast. That's my guess. Anyway, today we're reading chapter 29. Uh, it's a whopping 35 lines, which makes me think I should do another chapter today. Uh, if you remember last week, I read two chapters, and uh, I still haven't released the second one because I keep forgetting because I suck. So uh, I'll try to get that out today, too. But um, yeah, I'm going to read this one, and then if I feel like it, I'll read a second one. And I feel like I might feel like it. Um, so it's very short, and uh, Leonid makes an exciting discovery that's not actually exciting. That's sarcasm. <laughs> well, anyway... Uh, without further ado, let's dive in to chapter 29. So for today's episode, I am sipping on some Evan Williams Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey on the rocks. That's right, folks. It's the regular Evan Williams. Mm. So this week I went out and bought some at the liquor store. I was feeling cheap, I guess. I think that happens if I'm like... I don't know, like sad. I might have been mad or something at the time, but uh, oh, you know what happened? So I tried to go to one liquor store because I, you know, they all seem to open at ten, and this one wasn't open, and it was like ten forty. I was like, oh my god, I was so irritated. So I had to go to a different liquor store. Turns out though, uh, that liquor store doesn't actually open till eleven, so I'm just a dumbass. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah, that was that irritated me. So by the time I got to the second one, I was just like, I think I was hunting for some regular wild turkey. So the other one doesn't carry wild turkey, what, 82 or 4, whatever it is. So I was kind of mad at that point. But Evan Williams, always good on the rocks. Uh, I enjoy it on the rocks. Um, probably as much as like Jim Beam on the rocks, which is also delicious. But Evan Williams is substantially cheaper. So yeah, it's not bad. Not bad. I'm enjoying it today. And I'll probably enjoy it on the next episode when I read that right after this, huh? Let's let's uh, dig into this nonsense, shall we? Mm. Margot and Leonid walked calmly into the debris and destruction that had previously been a reasonably small hole in the rock face. Remember they blew it up? Ugh, okay. Hearing distant shouting echoing up from un unneen hallways. I think that's unseen. <laughs> Margot pulled Leonid towards the walls once they passed under the now unstable stone ceiling of the entrance. So they are underground, right? Okay. All right. I think we can all agree there. <laughs> Leonid had practically destroyed a receiving area. 
Is that where like um if somebody's coming over to take your daughter to the grand ball? <laughs> is that where they come in? I would have called it a foyer. <laughs> Other carts and carriages, crates, and barrels were in various states of ruin after the explosion. She was happy to see through the dust and dim light that the stables had been on the far side of the large room, and the horses were merely agitated, although possibly deaf as well. Animal cruelty. Wow. Thanks, Leonid. Margot led Leonid up against a wall, both for some secrecy and safety, as chunks of stone continued to occasionally fall from above. Walking at a quick pace in the shadows, the pair reached the rear wall of the receiving area, relatively quickly, and apparently unseen. God damn, this is badly written. <laughs> so, I started reading uh, Stephen King's The Stand, which uh, I got out of the library, so I won't finish before it's due. But uh, you know somebody during these uh, pandemic times is going to be, like, putting holds on The Stand. I was, Quite frankly, I was shocked it was there. So, I'm, I'm screwed. There's no way I'm getting through it, right? We're going to try, though. We'll have to just try. Yeah, yeah. I need. I calculated to do it in like, what? Um, it's like twelve hundred pages. So if I read like fifty pages a day, that would still take me what twenty four days. <laughs> it's not gonna work out. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, let's get back to it. Uh, oh, oh. So what I was trying to say is, I was pointing out to Laura how like well written Stephen King's like prose is like his descriptions of people and settings and what's happening and then i just read this fucking nonsense <laughs> it gets me so mad okay um an obvious primary tunnel sat against the back wall and margot watched as black clad soldiers and what she assumed were a handful of mages streamed out into the area to defend the tunnel Ooh. But the confusion was overwhelming, and people were running back into the tunnel as well. Come on, Margot said quietly, grabbing Leonid by the arm. She pulled him around the corner into the wide tunnel and started jogging down, keeping pace with some other random people running down the tunnel. The armed men still flowing up the tunnel took no notice of the two. Leonid eventually called for Margot to stop, and she walked back to where the alchemist stopped. Stop, stop, stopped. He was, he was, <laughs> this gets worse. Leonid eventually, ah, oh, damn screensavers. All right. Leonid eventually called for Margot to stop, and she walked back to where the alchemist stopped. He was had stopped at some sort of sign. Oh my god. When she could see what he was staring at, she realized it was a relatively new map on a large, painted series of boards. A map! he exclaimed. <laughs> there you go, that's the big discovery. <laughs> Let's have a drink. I can see that, she replied, like the person reading this book. <laughs> Where are the dungeons or cells? If they've taken Henry, he'll be there. Taken's in quotes. Do you think she did air quotes? I feel like she did. It looks like four or so stories down. I think if we turn left up ahead and find some stairs down, he trailed off. What's this giant circular space? It's on two floors, Margot pointed out. And then one floor down form us, it says. Transport control. Ugh. 
It sounds like a room on the freaking uh, Enterprise starship. What is it? The SS? What the hell is it? Federated is... I don't know what they put on it. Do they actually say USS Enterprise? Uh, U-C-U-P? Wow. I don't know Star Trek, if anybody didn't realize that. So, uh, yeah. Anyway. I get, like, a lot of shit in, like, nerd culture, because I don't care about Star Trek or comic books. So, uh, yeah, here we are. I don't know what I care about. That's weird, isn't it? Whatever. I guess just booze and pornography, right? Whoa! <laughs> mm. All right, let's do this, huh? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Transport control. Okay. The circular room starts on the same floor as the cells, Leonid said, running a finger along the hallway, like that asshole at the mall who keeps freaking touching the map <laughs> and won't get out of the way. When was the last time you were at a mall? That's a good discussion question. Let's get to the dungeons first, Margot suggested. Then, in theory, there will be more help. Maybe. And that ends chapter 29. So that was another quick-ass chapter, huh? Not too much going on in it. Uh, What, they snuck into the freaking underground complex, which... Still not sure it's clear that it was underground. I probably never mentioned it. Tuttles kind of implies, right? Like, that it's underground, I suppose, huh? <laughs> uh, I mean, one thing I was trying to think of is like, what? It's like an old fortress. Or I think they were implying that, like, they didn't build it. Margot thought it existed pre... Maybe that was Henry who pointed that out in his thoughts or internal net dialogue or whatever. I don't know, but uh, what do you think it smells like? Is it just stagnant air? Would they, if you built like an underground fortress, you know, out of stone in the olden days, not like NORAD or something, would you, would they know enough about like uh, ventilation systems and HVAC to get that, the air circulating and stuff? Ooh, you could have like a plague outbreak in there. What What's something they'd have back there then, like cholera, right? <laughs> I don't know. It's, uh, I guess it's fine. Yeah, yeah. I was going to try to ask something about the receiving area with, like, what's in the barrels, but that's kind of stupid. It's probably beer, right? Or wine. You can't drink water back then. They hadn't invented uh, chlorine, I guess. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I'm really stretching here because there's not much to say about a 35-line chapter. It's kind of boring, you know? Uh, What are you going to do? Yeah, 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 yeah. And Leonid found a map. That's exciting. I like maps just fine myself. I feel like while I was reading, I came across something that I kind of wanted to talk about, but I don't know what it was now. Uh, Wow. If you know what I wanted to talk about, write into the show. Go to jeffreadsbook.com. So, anywho, I got two questions for you today. Let's do these real quick. So we can move on to maybe another chapter, because this is just going way too fast. Am I right? All right, question one. All right, so they all the soldiers are black-clad soldiers, right? So I guess that would imply they have, like, black armor on or something like that. Okay, my question is, well, it's kind of a two-parter, right? First, what's the advantage of, like, black armor, right? Uh, My only guess here is that it's easy to, like, cover up scratches and scrapes, but when there's some on it, it's going to show, you know what I mean? Because assuming it's metal, 
Uh, but maybe it's just leather, you know? I don't know. It's, it's, that, then the black might work even better. So maybe, maybe that well, the cladding kind of implies it's metal, I feel like. But what are the advantages? Like, I can see that, like, if you do get, like, a sword scrape on your black clad armor and it starts to show some of the, whatever, iron, steel, whatever they're using to make it, bronze, you know, through the black, you can just cover it up with a sharpie, you know? Just a little black line right over it. That would work. Or, you know, a bigger scrape you could color in with a Sharpie, too. I guess that's an advantage. And black paint, I assume, is the cheapest in, I don't know, the world of magic, maybe. (laughs) Whatever. And if you had spray paint, wow, it would take no time to fix that up, you know. I, I think it would really cover up rust, too, if they're using, like, iron or steel. What do they make armor out of? I don't even freaking know. Whatever. Um... But uh, what, what was I going to say here? Oh, okay, black armor. Oh, and then again, my second part of this is, isn't that like not ideal for an underground complex to have people running around wearing black? I mean, I would assume it's this, you know, even in the best case lighting scenarios, you're going to have a lot of shadows, right? So it just seems like that might not be ideal. Maybe they're really good at lighting and we just haven't covered that yet. I bet that's it. It's just well lit. Yeah, yeah. Okay, question two. So Leonid found that bitchin' map, huh? So that's exciting. Okay, so, uh, and I mentioned the mall, you know, and the mall maps, always fun to look at. So you can figure out, like, when you go in the mall and you're just trying to get, like, get to things remembered for that guy at work who is retiring and somehow you have to go get the clock with his stupid name on it because, you know, Jerry already freaking said he'd go get the cake and now you're at the fucking mall on your lunch hour while Jerry just has to go to the grocery store where you know he's just buying more beer so he can get drunk before work and then, ugh, you know what I'm saying here. So, you gotta look at the map so you can just get to the things remembered, right? Right. So, uh, when was the last time you were in the mall. <laughs> I can't even think of it in like pre-COVID times, the last time I was in a mall. I mean, uh, I don't think I was there for Christmas. Yeah, in a legit mall, huh? Not a fucking lifestyle center outside. That's like, I guess that is a mall, isn't it? Hmm. It's just that you can't go when it rains, which... Seems to make them make less financial sense, but whatever. (laughs) Uh, So if I count like a lifestyle center, we have a lifestyle center here in town that uh, we never go to because most of my wardrobe is not from Banana Republic, if you couldn't guess. But uh, I don't know. I I have been there because I bought uh, soccer cleats there at the, uh, they have a Dick's Sporting Goods there. That's exciting. I uh, got myself some freaking Copa Mundials. Yeah, big spender. That's me. But uh, they're the best shoes in the world. What were we talking about? Going to the mall? So I guess that was the last time when I bought... No, Copas? I bought those like last year. Eh, maybe. That might be the last time. I don't know. The lovely Laura and I would go to the the Lifestyle Center to walk around. Because it was interesting to people watch. But that's about it. We didn't go to any stores. Uh, I mean... Trying to think of any stores we go in when we go there. They had like a Surla table, which uh, doesn't exist anymore. That was fun to go inside and look at overpriced cookware, I suppose. I mean, the whole company's gone now. Um, what else? They had like a store called Homage that had a lot of like oldie school sports t-shirts. Those were kind of fun. 
Um, sometimes the shoe store would go look at the clearance rack. That's about it. Yeah, I hate the mall. The real mall sucks balls, though, with the freaking uh, the stands in the middle trying to sell you cell phones. Who's signing contracts with the guy at a kiosk? That's what I don't understand. Wow. I used to go, uh, when the lovely Laura and I were dating, maybe even married, I would go to the mall to get her, like, uh, birthday presents and stuff, because I would go to, what, the Piercing Pagoda. It was a nice little jewelry pagoda, I guess. And, you know, the teenage girls that worked there wouldn't yell at you as you walked by. Hey, you want to get some jewelry? Like the fucking Verizon guys do. Jesus Christ. Nobody wants your cell phone, all right? Um... Or that, like, head massager or, like, the drone you can buy that's, like, $35 and isn't a brand name. You guys get what I'm saying. I fucking hate them all. It just sucks. Anywho. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. Let right into the show. com. We'll talk about it. It's very exciting. I'm now debating whether I should do another episode of this. I have 20 minutes Maybe we wrap it up, because I still got to, well, yeah, I don't know. We're going to see. We're going to see, all right? But uh, I think that about wraps up my talking for the moment. So uh, guess what? Until next time, wait, did I not actually give you? Go to jeffreadsbook.com, and you guys can write into the show. You can hit me up on email, jeff at rainbow-100.com, or hit me up on the Mastodon at Jeff at toot.rainbow-100.com. Or you can hit me up on Twitter at Fortran Jeff. And that's probably the quickest, easiest way for you to reach me. That's fun. So that does actually about wrap it up. So until next time, keep on reading. Keep on reading.